0: On today's episode, we're going to be discussing the topic of dog grooming. We're going to be talking about puppies and what to expect bringing your puppy to a groomer for the first time, as well as reactive and aggressive dogs and how to handle that. This episode is full of knowledge of things I wish I knew earlier. We're going to be discussing what really goes on behind those doors and what's really involved with dog grooming. It's a lot more than you think, so hopefully you get some knowledge. Hopefully you get some value, so let's get right into it.
1: Welcome to the Woofy Show, the ultimate dog lovers digest. Meet your hosts, Brian and Magda, two dog lovers ready to help you be the best dog parent, unravel the mysteries of canine behavior, and keep you updated on the latest trends in the dog world. This podcast has something for everyone. Get ready for heartwarming stories, expert advice, and a lot of
0: laughs. If you two want to go ahead and kind of introduce yourselves a little bit more, what got you into dog grooming, like how did it start, and you know what do you like about it? So whoever wants to start first. Sure.
2: Um, my name is Jesse Toll. Um, I'm the general manager and uh, reactivity and aggression groomer at Anna Spa. Okay. Um, reactivity and aggression is my passion. That's why I groom. I own an aggressive dog myself, and uh, if I couldn't do it myself, I don't know yeah. where I would well, take it. That's him, good right? experience,
0: and it shows that like you can, you know, clients can trust you because you know how to deal with it.
2: I've been uh, grooming for, I guess, geez, nine years now. Nine years now. Wow. <laughs> and uh, it's uh, absolutely something that you're passionate about or you don't do it.
0: Yes. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Fair enough. That's why a lot of people don't want to do it themselves. <laughs>
2: It's it's a labor-intensive job. It's uh, hard physical work, and it can be very stressful, right, on us as much as on the dogs that we're working with, depending on the day. Um, And as such, if you're not passionate about it, you're not likely to succeed.
1: Yep. Fair enough. Um, So I'm Amanda Curry. I'm the manager of Cayana Spa Northwest. Um, Been grooming for... Seven and a half years. Uh, and then I started because I honestly like dogs more than people.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I think yeah, we're like that too, actually. Yep. And most people we have on the show like dogs more than people. Yep. And that's, yeah, yeah, that's our a kind, kind of be. people. Those are our people or people that <laughs> yep. would rather spend time with you know, my dog or your dog than yeah. each other. I,
1: I remember your dog's
0: name, not yes. yours. Yes, and that's so true. I know so many dogs' names, and I'm like, what's what's her name again? What's his name again? You can describe the yeah. person. Oh, no, but yeah. I've
2: had clients whose dogs I've groomed for years, and I can recognize their dog from 200 feet away. Yeah. I can look them right in the eye in the grocery store and have no idea who their human is. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Without the dog. Yeah. I guess that's so true. Yeah, you're right. That's so true, You, because you, you don't pay attention to that. So yeah. that's interesting. So.
1: Yeah, no, I uh, I started to specialize in uh, double-coated breeds. Okay. And then I slowly worked my way into show grooming, and that's kind of where my niche is sitting in creative grooms. Yeah. So I do fun haircuts, oh, wow. jobs, the whole nine yards no, kind of thing. Cool. Mm-hmm.
0: So we're going to start off talking about uh, puppies, because obviously everyone eventually gets a puppy and they... Have to groom them. Uh, So what are some benefits of kind of introducing grooming to a puppy at an early age, whether it's at a physical groomer or or the owners at home? So why should pet parents kind of do it sooner than later?
1: Uh, Partially, it establishes a bond. Um, The dog, when it's in its formative time, so the youngest, you know, that 12-week mark to about three to four months um, is when they super bond to the people around them. And then they learn to trust them even through those fear periods. So we always recommend, you know, wait till at least your second set of puppy shots and then bring them in, even just for an introductory nail trim. Something that's okay, quick yes. and the parent is still there. They can watch literally from our lobby as we do it. Um, and then that ensures that you can start off simple before having to, you know, just into a bath, into a haircut.
0: Yeah, into Where it's a little bit more traumatizing. Yes. Yeah. No, that's interesting. I guess that's true um, in the sense of just bringing them in. I know they even people say that with vets. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, before your, your puppy shots just come in too, just for a little meet visit, just, yeah, a meet yeah. and greet so they can get used to.
1: And we do provide meet and greets oh, as okay. well. Yeah. We'll just book like a half an hour consultation to sit down with you and your dog and discuss expectations, what your budgets, things like that. People because are like,
0: oh, I have this guy. To do. I have to do it how much? How often? <laughs> yeah, That probably happens. And they don't realize how yep. often they have to go and get you, your... You say your
1: six to eight weeks and they go, what? And then <sighs> you're yeah, like, and oh, nails I'm Nails are
0: more than that, to be honest, Yeah, so depending on the dog. And often, it's, yes. You
2: know, the benefit of introducing them as well uh, early and often is a dog is going to benefit from that consistency. Something that is intrusive and difficult and strange um, becomes something that is normal and routine and part of our normal husbandry. And as such becomes less stressful, less of a big deal, right? It means that those times on the grooming table can be far less difficult Uh, for a grown dog if they've started early and
1: gone often. Okay, that's true. And safety as well. A dog that's nervous is far riskier to groom than a dog that's been comfortable. Yeah, because
0: if they move too su- or suddenly, especially with like the nail trims mm-hmm. and things well, like that. Or the
1: nail trims. Scissors it's,
0: too. But Yeah,
1: it's, it's more the, we have to put sharp objects near eyes. Oh, yeah. And sanitary areas yeah. that if they weren't comfortable with it, it gets a little ah, squidgy. <laughs> yeah.
2: If they move at the wrong time and the tool is in the wrong yeah. place, it could be a recipe for disaster. Now, mm. a quick, a groomer with quick hands yeah. um, is very unlikely to injure your pup, yeah. right? But why not stack those odds in their favor? Yeah, of
0: course. Yeah. You why know, take the risk, Why take mm-hmm. the chance and let them have a bad experience and then they'll never want to go again.
2: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And then they'll need somebody like me.
0: Yes. Right. (laughs) (laughs) So what are some tips that you can provide like a pet parent um, to make grooming a more positive experience for their dog? Um, What can somebody do before they come to you or the day of or when they get there? So then it's a positive experience.
1: Even if um, so, in the case of puppies, if you know when you're going to get a puppy. Call around to grooming salons. Okay. Ask questions. Yeah. Ask um what type of like we offer a puppy package where it's two introductory baths with like face, feet, and bum, and then one full groom. And okay. then three nail trims in between. So that you can do a long, short, long, short. And then we can step by step walk somebody through, like, okay, bring them in for a meet and greet. Um at home, play with their face, play with their paws. Um pull on their hair a little bit, make sure we can go over having the right tools at home before you even bring the puppy home. Oh, okay. Um, I've had a couple clients that are now long-term, like seven, eight years that have done that and now the dog falls asleep on the table. Yeah. So if they're introduced consistently what we're doing and what they're getting at home, yeah. they're going to not be stressed when they come mm-hmm. to you. And they'll be used to the smells, the sounds, Mm -hmm. the uh, sensations that we're providing them with at our shop with a safer experience just because now the dog's not scared. It's used to all the things.
0: And I guess that kind of answered the next question was like, any specific kind of grooming practices uh, owners can do at home. So that's the same thing, playing with the paws, like pulling the hair over or whatever.
2: Get them accustomed to being brushed. Um, Yes, oh yeah, brushing is a- Pick a very (laughs) gentle, because puppy coat, as a general rule, doesn't tangle um, very easily, right? So it's very easy to brush a puppy out compared to what it is to brush out, uh, say, a 10 or 11 month old dog that's going through a coat transition. Right. Um, So start them early with a very nice, easy brush, like a pin brush, Mm -hmm. Um, something that doesn't scratch, doesn't go too deep so they can get accustomed to the sensation, the sound, the feel. Right. Um, So that it doesn't startle them when we do it so that it's not a new experience. It's just something I do at home, except it's in a different place. Right. Um, When you're playing with paws, spread the toes. Touch, yeah. touch the toenails, right? Because most dogs are okay, honestly, with us touching their paws. Yeah, um, they don't. They don't respond to that. It's when we go to handle the individual toes. I guess so. Yeah, handle the inv- and individual that like toenails. That's not something a normal
0: dog owner would do.
2: It's not something yeah. you would think about, right? Yeah. But it is part of what we put them through. Yeah. Um, Oftentimes, we'll suggest after the first appointment, when we're starting to think about things beyond the basics like a bath and a a brush out, we'll recommend that folks go get a cheap electric toothbrush. Mm -hmm. Um, It vibrates like the clippers. It makes noise like the clippers. But there's no risk of injuring the puppy. That's true. Right? And you can run it over their body. You can run it over their paws. You can accustom them to the feelings that they're going to be experiencing Mm -hmm. in the shop in a safe environment with small positive sessions, right? If the puppy is struggling, you stop. Yeah. Right. Then there's no need to push through a thing, right? We can gradually become accustomed to the sensation so that when we are in a place where it kind of has to be a little bit about business because we're there with a goal. Yes, of course. um, That it's not as startling yeah. to them.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's true. The, the toothbrush. Yeah. Our maple would not, we could not take electric clippers to her. Luckily
2: mm-hmm. we
0: just cut her feet and it takes yeah. way longer than it should. Cause we just use scissors, but like, Oh yeah. I'd, and it's something that we learned that we probably should. And we have an electric toothbrush. She just never thought of like using it in that way. But uh, what about um, for like, like bathing a dog? Is there anything they can do with like at home with like a sink or a shower or whatever, or is that not recommended?
1: Um, I'm pro and against okay. only because I've yeah. seen it go bad because the puppy at home usually can escape okay, or, yes. or it becomes more chaotic because like we love our dogs, but our first go-to when they're not behaving is like stressed out, I'm going to stop. Yes. That's the downside is they're teaching their dog that if it struggles or throws a, a tamp yeah. things like that, that you stop. Okay. So Especially then, that, she's a puppy.
0: No one. Yeah, everyone, yeah. Nobody wants to hurt their puppy or make exactly. Them cry. Right. Okay. Yeah.
1: Um, but then that behavior translates into other things. If I throw a tantrum, are they going to stop doing my nails? Oh, are yeah. they going to stop doing my you know? Paws? See, that's fascinating
0: because there's so much like information out there of like, oh, get your dog, put them in a mm-hmm. the sink, and yeah, and it makes sense in our perspective. Mm-hmm. But yeah, hearing it from that perspective, that's if that's you so have true. the
2: ability and the relationship with your puppy to keep them under that stressful. Thr- Threshold And make it a positive experience for both of you, mm-hmm. then absolutely do yep. those kinds of things. It only benefits your relationship yep. with your dog, right? If it is stressful for you or stressful for the puppy you're not setting them up for yeah. success you feed off each other
0: that's so true and i yeah. guess that's where they kind of come in for the puppy puppy package comes into play. Mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. that's included the, the baths and stuff mm-hmm. so yeah
2: and oftentimes once a pup has been introduced in the grooming salon and has had that experience a couple of times where okay well that wasn't that bad yeah then bathing them at home is far less stressful
0: i guess so because right? they're starting off of knowing problem. like doing it correctly instead of yeah them having the water too cold or too hot or something like that. They've and been, the dog's yeah, they've been or, gradually yeah. acclimated
2: to the process. We've had an opportunity as their groomers to communicate back and forth with their parents about how they've done for everything, yeah. where they might struggle if they're struggling, how we're planning on working on that here so that they can work on it at home the same way, yeah. right? So as that relationship builds, then you can take as much of the husbandry as you want to do at home mm-hmm. and do it. Yeah. I have many clients that do 85% of the stuff at home, but there's just that 15% yeah. that they come to us yeah. for. That's true. And that's fine too, right?
0: Especially here with the, the with the winter, well, the spring when everything gets muddy, that's when people are like, absolutely. oh my <laughs> goodness, what what were you rolling in?" Okay, we got to do this ourselves just to well, get the mud off. Maybe yeah. not full clean, but yep, we got to before know. you yeah. get
1: in the house. I know. <laughs> <laughs> hose out in the backyard. Yeah, just,
0: it's it's funny though. Maple loves the hose, absolutely loves the hose. But you throw like the shower head on, it uh, hates it. Mm-hmm. So it's just, I think it's just the situation. But I mean, it's luckily we don't have to groom her very often. So <laughs> Although we, we might have messed up a little bit. It wasn't so bad because, yeah, she's not a regular groomer. Um, so we'll move on to the kind of uh, preventing aggression towards groomers. So this is a big one where I think a lot of even dog owners don't realize these are things they need to look out for. Mm-hmm. So how do you assess a dog's behavior when they come in for grooming? So say it's the first time or they haven't been in a while. And so how do you kind of assess how... How they're behaving to see. Body how it will
2: language. Go. It is all about the body okay. language. Yeah. Right. Dogs don't speak English. Dogs speak nope. dog. Yeah. Right. Um, so every movement that a dog makes, every flick of the tongue, every twitch of the ears, yeah. every wag of the tail, it all means something. It's all communication. Yeah. Right. So they're openly displaying Most of the time, how they're feeling about a situation, right? It's up to us as professionals Mm -hmm. to take a look at that language and understand where that dog is sitting in their brain. And for the most part, dogs are not the biggest fans of going to the groomer right um, there's lots and lots and lots of dogs out there that are very nervous about leaving their people about going somewhere true, strange yeah. right there's all kinds of things that come into play about how a dog might feel in the lobby of a grooming store I guess because right? the only
0: other place that they're being left somewhere that's like that is that. a vet and I guess that's and I know that's what a lot of people say like don't go to the vet just for fun visits too don't just go mm-hmm. to get that and that's very true actually I never thought about yeah. those can mean the, they can feel the same even though it's a different I'm Location, Absolutely. but it's
1: we, yeah. yeah, we encourage people. If I'm like, if you're in the neighborhood, stop oh, in, bye. we'll feed you some treats yeah. and send yeah. them on their way. Yeah. Like, something as easy as that can change a, a lot of perspective, and especially in aggression cases where mm-hmm. they don't trust to begin with.
0: Yeah, so what are some like common signs of stress, though, that you see Lick, that lip, like to let
1: licking the lips?
0: That's, that's the biggest big one, one. Yep. Uh,
1: yeah, way a lie where they're.
0: Yeah. Eyes just we just learned out. what that was like a couple of weeks ago we did an episode on stress signals with dogs and mm-hmm. yeah, yeah it was very fascinating to learn about that and so i was like oh yeah i see that now so yeah you'll
2: see them hesitate
0: you'll see them lift one paw yeah right yeah. uh whether sitting or standing
2: um that it's, denotes insecurity yeah I mean, I'm, I'm not I'm sure i'm not yep. sure what's happening here so that's a dog that could go Either way, right? If you offer some reassurance or uh, a treat reward in that moment, you may be able to win that dog over right in the lobby, right? Um, But there are many dogs that are just going to be uh, throwing that insecure body language because they are feeling insecure, right? Um, That's different than being aggressive. Well, yeah, I was going to say. Escalation. Yeah, because I guess
0: there'd be more, they would be nervous Mm and shy. Absolutely. And want to go away instead of being like get away from me and
2: okay and that's it's very common for a dog under stress um to just be a little reserved to shut down a little bit to not be engaged to be right we do it as people yes right um and the same kind of response is common in a lot of dogs when it comes to a dog being put in a stressful situation lots of them will wait I'm just going to wait and see how this plays out, right? Before they make up their mind either way. So you have an opportunity as their owner, okay, to encourage. Yeah, It's okay. Go see da-da-da, right? Keep it light because if you're tense, they're tense. Yeah, that's true. Right? Mm -hmm. Um, Encourage them to be excited about the thing, right? Instead of, oh, you're so nervous. You're so, yes, they are. And now... Now yeah, they're now, I know what you mean. <laughs> right? So now yeah. they just
0: feel like, if I'm nervous, I'll get you're comforted. Which, it. You, yeah. Well,
2: you're confirming yeah. it. There's nothing wrong. You can't reinforce a feeling. Yes. Right. So there's nothing wrong with reassuring your dog. It's okay, Jim. Let's go see yeah. your groomer. Right. Yeah. You're all right, bud. Come on yeah. over here. You're okay. Here's a treat. Yeah. Right. There's nothing wrong with reassuring your dog. The difference between reassuring your dog and bringing that stress to your dog
0: yes. is huge. Because right? they're like, oh, but they're not comfortable. What if something yeah. happens? And if you yes, as the owner the, are thinking that. Then
2: the dog's going, how come you're so nervous? And they pick Should I up I be on nervous? it so
0: quickly. Absolutely. It's crazy. Oh, my poor
1: baby mentality. Yeah. You'll be okay. Like the, I hate to say it, you you love these people, but at the same time, you're like, oh, please. <laughs> oh, no, okay. It's not helpful. Yeah, yeah. Yes, but, they right? have, but
0: they don't know that, unfortunately. No, that's right. Yes. And
1: you don't ever want to say it because no. they, they love their dog. Well, that's what <laughs> this <laughs>
0: podcast is for. Where we, we will It's coming from the a place facts. of love. Yeah. Right. Like Like it is coming from a place of love. It's
1: coming from a
2: place of somebody that can see those signs of stress that you're talking about. And they know their dog is worried. They know their dog is stressed out. Right. But that's okay. I am worried in the dentist office. Yes. When I go into the dentist office, my palms are sweating. I'm showing all the physical signs of stress in a human.
0: Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Am I okay
2: though? Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm stressed out. I don't want to do the thing. It's not my favorite thing. No. But it is a necessary thing in my life. And once it's done, you're like, okay, it's done. That's right. That wasn't so bad. (laughs) Exactly. That wasn't so bad, right? And so even the ones that are very nervous can still be in a place where they can learn, Okay, can still be in a place where they can be brought to a place of more confidence the next time they come in. Right. We might be nervous today, but depending on how things go behind those doors, depending on how things go on that table, the next time I might not be quite as nervous Yeah, because last time wasn't that bad. Yeah. Right. And some of them can come around very, very quickly and some of them will always be upset about the
1: groomers yeah. the same way I am always. Always yeah. upset about the that's dentist. Actually, that's right? That's a very good. Uh, we we ask a lot of weird and unnatural things of them. Like we do. no dog in the wild is going to be like here, lift my back leg and well, shake yeah, so my you sanitary. Said they don't, no
0: dog really likes to be groomed because no. it's not part of their like DNA. It's very DNA intrusive. From, yeah,
1: it's very. Hold intrusive. your head still while I get these sharp objects here. Yeah. All like your well, eyeballs let me in here. I brush these your...
0: knots out of you. It's like that's some of it. it's
2: not exactly comfortable no. either, right? Mm-hmm. Depending on. Some dogs are far more tender skinned than others as well. There are some dogs that will sit there and let you brush them for hours and they are completely content. And then there are other dogs that the very first tangle that you tug a little bit is cause for a bite. Yeah. Right. The same way that some people have very tender scalps like my child when they were little brushing hair every night was an absolute chore. You would swear I was torturing the kid, but I was not torturing (laughs) the kid. Yeah. Right. Um, There are pups that just have very sensitive skin, too. Uh, So for some of them, parts of grooming can be very uncomfortable, especially if there's mats. Right.
0: Right. So how do you help like build trust with the dog, especially if they did have a negative kind of grooming experience?
1: Reading them and working at their speed. Okay. Um, we, we, uh, what we'll do is so say it's nail trims they yep. have trouble with. Um, you kind of ask permission before you do. So in my case, I would like build that trust with the other stuff. So like give them scritches, give them love when they get up yep. on the table um, and then I start slowly scritching down the legs. I don't ask anything of them. I yeah. just give them scritches, let them know I'm touching them. And then when you go to actually touch them with the tool, start with the scratches, work your way into just scritching the foot. Ah, okay. Start slow and just yeah. build it up and see how they tolerate. And then slowly introduce the tool over the foot mm-hmm. Bend the foot the way you need it. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of like a step-by-step where you're letting the dog know every move you're
0: making oh, that's very interesting. but you're
1: still doing
0: it yes. so you're not
1: taking a no for an answer but if we need to stop and slow down oh yeah, you're, just slowing you're allowed it down. to yeah, yeah. and mm-hmm. if you say no for a second i'll back up a step maybe i'll move the tool away mm-hmm. for a second and just go back to scritching it's a hundred percent just seeing what the dog tolerates and working within that balance Um, now that being said, there are some dogs where you will never get the balance, but most of them will, if they don't like it, they never will, Yes, but they'll at least tolerate it or at least tolerate it from you because Mm -hmm. you've shown consistency. Um, so like I will start with the same foot every time I do a nail trim on every dog I do, it's always the same foot. And then I do it the same order every time. So from the nail trim to the Dremel, to the shaving, the paw pads, same foot. So every dog that's on my table knows, okay, she's going to start with this foot.
0: And then they'll know when it's done too. So then yes. it's like, yeah. Yep. Okay.
1: And they know when they can relax. <laughs>
2: Predictability and routine is key to building confidence. Well, right? I think
0: that's just all things, training Absolutely. and everything. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, okay.
2: so if they know what's coming next, they can prepare themselves yep. to either give you a yes or give you a no. Mm-hmm. Right? And a yes is wonderful and a no is negotiable. Yes. Right? No now, but what if? Yes. yes. What, if, what if we move the paw a little bit differently? What if I use a set of nail trimmers that makes a different noise? Okay. What if instead of trimming, we Dremel? Yeah. Right? What if instead of standing up, you want to sit down? Right. So if it's a no in that particular fashion, in that particular moment, that doesn't mean that it's a blanket. Okay. No. Yeah. Okay. That's a no to that action so in there's that options. moment. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. right. There's always another way to do okay. a thing. There's always a different way to try a thing. Grooving right? sounds
0: extremely complicated. Oh, my goodness. If, if, you're, doing, good. if yeah. you're
2: doing it right.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, right? You should be. If well, the dog
2: yeah. on your table is learning and progressing yeah. and doing well then you should be making these decisions and having these communications Mm -hmm. with the animal on your table always. Mm -hmm. That's where your focus should be, right? It's what keeps everybody safe, them and me.
0: So if you, if like a pet owner knows they have a bit of an aggressive dog, what Mm -hmm. are some ways they can kind of like, Help prevent it when visiting the groomers.
2: They can be honest with their groomer. Okay. Okay. I often find that people are afraid of being turned away. Yes. Okay. If their dog has behavioral difficulties, Um, the worst thing that could happen would be for that dog to come in with a groomer that is not expecting that behavior and to demonstrate that behavior because the groomer could get hurt. The dog could get hurt. Right. Um, and there could have been a way to prevent the trigger in the first place if the groomer knew it was coming. Right. So oftentimes people will he can be a little bit nippy. Yeah. Well, a nip is a bite. What does that mean right? as well? Like, a nip what, is what do you, a bite. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Teeth teeth. So yeah. how did we escalate to that point? What are our particular stressors, okay. right? Are we okay with having our feet handled, but not our toenails, yeah. right? Does the noise of the toenail clipper bother us? Is the blow dryer too loud? Do we like our bath a little bit warmer or a little bit colder, right? All of these things... As honest as the pet parent is, as honest as that dog's owner is, is as good as we're going to be able to anticipate this behavior in advance. So the more they
0: set you up for success, the more you'll be able to succeed. Well, and their dog, right? And their dog.
2: And to be honest with that groomer, you may have a couple of groomers that say, I'm not comfortable Mm -hmm. or confident working with that. And I, as an owner of my own dog, would not want to leave my dog with somebody that wasn't Prepared for yeah. the behavior well, like that they might trainers exhibit. Trainers,
0: too. Like, yeah, certain trainers can't mm-hmm. handle that. And- so
2: my first step, if a dog was having difficulty grooming, okay, is I would find the right groomer for my dog. Yeah. Okay? Call around. Yeah. Well, I was going to um, say call around, yeah. Check with, because there's, there's a couple of, diff- like, even just in our city here, there's more than one. Yeah person that does what i do oh you're
0: not okay? the only one you just no, no <laughs> <You don't laughs> surprisingly the yeah, the no. there's not very many of us <laughs> yes, right of
2: because it is it's dangerous yes. work um so there's not very many of us but we are out there yeah. right so do your research put your dog with the person that is going to set them up for success whose methodology whose reinforcement whose uh source of uh Their skill set is something that you would feel comfortable leaving your dog with. Yeah. Right? Um, You wouldn't just drop your kid off at a random daycare. Do you know (laughs) what I mean? You wouldn't just put
0: somebody. No, (laughs) I'm kidding. I'm kidding. You would want to
2: make sure that it was uh, somebody that you felt comfortable leaving your kid with yeah. and same with your groomer right mm-hmm. this person is going to be responsible for the welfare and safety of your animal for the next for for a little dog an hour for a doodle three hours yeah. right make sure it's somebody that you're confident in so that you can have that experience in the lobby ab- about being confident handing yeah. over that it's leech. interesting
0: it's more than just and more than just going for a haircut like it's mm-hmm. a lot more like a us we go get a haircut We and that's see now that's something mm-hmm. that like Again, because we haven't had to take our dog to a groomer. And I had a Shih Tzu, but I was like 10, so I didn't have yeah. to deal with that. <laughs> but that's something that you don't realize. It's more than just going in for a bath or a haircut, and there's so much more involved. It's like, and I don't think people realize that, so why we're talking about it.
2: Yeah, there is, there is a lot more to dog grooming than yeah. just slapping a, a pair
1: of clippers over yeah. a dog. There really is. <laughs> Specialty breed cuts and the reactive mm, yeah. and then the health conditions, yeah, the body language, too, yeah. the y- there's so much learning and A good groomer will keep up with that. Yes. It's the ones that are like, uh, well, I don't know how to do a basic breed cut. Yeah. Would you take your schnauzer that's in a breed cut to a groomer that didn't know yeah. how to do one? Yeah. You
2: find the right professional mm-hmm. um, to work with your animal. And in consultation with that professional, you make an individual plan for your yeah. dog, right? Because what's going to work for Fluffy might not necessarily work for Bailey. Well, you ask questions, right? same thing. You don't just mm-hmm. go to
0: any daycare for yes. your kid or even... A boarding facility with your dog without going to check that out first. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: There are lots of things that can be done to help uh, decondition aggression to grooming yeah. at home, right? There are lots of things, but it's not something that I would give a blanket. This will work yeah. for every Depends dog. Depends on the dog. Okay, Absolutely. Yes. So my, my true recommendation for that would be to do your homework, find your professional of your choice. Yeah. And work with them to set up an individual plan for your dog's behavioral troubles.
0: Do you have any examples you can share, if you want to share, of a specific incident where you had a reactive dog and how you dealt with it?
2: Oh, daily. (laughs) Okay. If there's anyone
0: specific or... Sure, yeah. There's
2: a big difference, first of all, between reactivity and aggression. Okay. Okay.
0: Yes, we actually just had an episode... That came out and a couple days ago, yeah. And it was literally someone said the difference between yeah aggressive and reactive. So
2: it's a very, it's a very distinct, uh, very distinct difference. And in my line of work, it makes a very big difference, right?
0: Yeah.
2: Reactivity is response to a trigger. Yes. Okay. So either desensitizing to that trigger or working around that trigger. If we can't desensitize okay. to the trigger, there are lots of ways to um, make grooming reactivity easier, okay. right? I don't like my toenails done. Okay, That's what yes. I was, right? Well, then what if we did them this way yeah. instead? What if yeah. we tried it that way okay. instead, right? Whereas true Aggression um, is not something that I'm going to be able to desensitize a yes. dog to, right? So I have a different set of skills that I use for dealing with true aggression, and that is a focus on safety, yeah. right? So, so when I'm working with reactivity, my focus is on teaching, yes, right? Yes, of course. Every step that I make is about, uh, like Amanda said, getting those little steps of permission. Okay, I'm touching your foot. Yeah. Okay, now I'm touching your toe. Okay. Now I'm tapping your toenail with my nail trimmers. Okay. Now I'm trimming good dog. Right. Um, that's how I deal with reactivity is incremental steps in the right direction. If we hit a trigger, and we have a reaction, then we back up yeah. one step.
0: You know what caused that That's reaction. Right. So,
2: And then we move forward again, yeah. right? Um, with true aggression, this dog is never going to give me permission to do that thing. It doesn't matter mm-hmm. how patient I am. It doesn't matter how many times I try to ask permission. The answer will always be no. Right. And with aggression, you see, instead of those hesitation behaviors, you see a rise in arousal. So um, the dog will stiffen as opposed to communicating. They will still, as opposed to communicating. Right. Um, They will give hard eyes. So that dog will not take its eyes off of you. Instead of averting, it's going to focus. Right. So it's very easy to tell which of the two that I'm dealing with. And my techniques with aggression are, as I said, things like bite gloves, things like groomers, helpers, things like muzzles if needed, things like uh, chill protocol, right? So if the dog needs some sedation prescribed from the vet, I will work with things of that nature too, right? There's lots of things that we can do to try to minimize the stress Mm -hmm. of the endeavor, but we're not going to be teaching today. No, we're going to be working today. It done. Right? Yes. Yeah. And so that's the difference between okay. the two. And that's not to say that I can't teach an aggressive dog to trust me to do the thing. Yes. It may eventually trust me to do the thing, but it would still be every bit as much the hazard on another groomer's table. Yes. Right? Whereas a reactive dog can be deconditioned to the trigger itself yes. and then would be fine on somebody mm-hmm. else's table.
0: Yeah, that's the teaching method. Mm-hmm. Is there anything that a, a pet parent can do to help with the aggressiveness, or is that like a whole training, you know, thing, or is that
2: again? It would be, I would say, to find your professional okay, of choice, yeah. right? Fair enough. Um, especially with aggression, because dogs that have true aggression are not messing around. Yes. If you pick up a paw of an aggressive dog. You will go away bleeding if you're not coming in correctly and being prepared. Mm -hmm. Right. And nobody wants that. The dog doesn't want that. You don't want that. And whatever professional is going to have to handle it, your dog in the future, doesn't want your dog to have actually have a bite history before. Right. If they don't have one yet. Man, that's, that sounds tough. That sounds tough.
0: <laughs> <laughs> As I said at the
2: beginning, if you're not passionate, yeah. don't do it. Yeah, it's yeah. the same, I guess,
0: with with uh, trainers that work with yeah. solely aggressive dogs because they like, I want to help the dog. Let's let's mm-hmm. do what it's, we can. You know, it is.
2: Yeah, it is training, right? Where yeah. it is grooming, but it's. Over here, well, and it's of true, here. and
0: it's it's that thing of like just because your dog's aggressive doesn't mean it deserve it doesn't deserve the chance to be groomed and to look pretty, smell pretty, look pretty and smell yeah, it still so,
2: deserves compassion, quality yes. of life, quality, yes. of life. Yes. quality of life. There you go. Yeah, regardless of whether or not it struggles, yeah. it deserves compassion, it deserves competency, and it deserves patience. Right? These are innocents. It's not like the dog is malicious on purpose. Yeah. Right, they're really not. They're not out to
0: get anybody. Oh, no. Of course, yeah. They're There's just lots scared of most of the time. Yeah, absolutely. So you said it's it's like going to the vet to some of them. So,
2: I truly believe a dog <laughs> bite
0: is never the fault of the dog. Right. Okay. Yeah. It it can be the dog's genetics
2: have let yeah. it down. It can be the dog's training yeah. has let it down. It can be the dog's socializing has let it down. It can be the handling it's going through right now has let it down. But there is something in that dog. Yes. That is making it. Of fight. course.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Anything to add? I guess not. That's.
1: I, I mostly work with the nervous guys. Okay. So. Fair enough. So
0: yeah, that's uh, on this side. then. Yeah. 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 Fair enough. Uh, okay. Well, we'll move on to, I guess, health concerns that, uh, for, for pet parents. So what is something, what is a health concern that pet owners should be kind of aware of before bringing their dogs in for grooming?
1: Lice. Oh, okay. lice are super common what? here. Really? Yes. Yes. And I they have are no idea. Constant struggle during the uh. Su- uh, spring to fall months. Okay. Um, we're talking tens a week. Wow. Um, and ninety nine percent of them can be traced back to daycares and okay. dog parks.
0: Yes. Okay.
1: So please if make sure if you're not on preventatives, get yep. on preventatives
0: before. Okay. Yeah, that's yeah.
1: that's the biggest one we see. And I never even realized.
0: I guess because obviously our dog hasn't had it yet, and well, we don't go to daycares or mm-hmm. dog mm-hmm. parks, so that's probably why. But that is. Something I had no idea it could be a problem. Dogs
2: transfer them just as easily yeah. as kids at school do, That's right? True. You go to the off-leash park. Your doodle has a tussle with Freddy over yeah. there. They have a good play.
1: They're all over each other. Yeah. And now Fluffy's taking home buddies.
0: Oh, mm-hmm. okay. and,
1: and it is literally one of the most common health conditions so that we see. How can someone
0: know that their dog has Excessive rice. itching. Oh, okay.
1: Um, if they are not on those types of preventatives and they do go to places like that, it would honestly just be better to be on them okay. because we might not see your dog for three to four months. Yeah. So now that being said, the only thing it can transfer to is cats. It cannot go to humans, cannot go to birds, cannot go, but it is super contagious with other dogs. So when we see it in the shop. We have to shut down the shop for 20 well, minutes to clean yeah. and bleach because now we have to make sure we're keeping the other dogs in our shop safe um, and then potentially have to contact those owners if they.
0: That is huge. Right? Yeah. something that, yeah, like yeah. you said. And if Just that like menu, if the kid caught
1: like in yeah, yeah. school, oh, right? Goodness. Yeah. And it's something
2: I'm not sure why um, that folks around here don't know what a common problem it is, but it is a very common problem. Mm-hmm. I, yeah,
0: I mean, I didn't know that. And I think that we're going to have to clip that section to put everywhere as well. So people are aware of that. Because I think, oh, Every yeah.
1: year we put notices up wow. every year because it's, it's, it's not only detrimental to the dog, because then if it's a social dog, you're having to quarantine it for up to three weeks. Wow. Um, while it gets its two doses of whatever medication the vet yeah. prescribes. But it can also cause like in some curly coated, long coated breeds, for us to have to shave them naked. Because oh, if, yes. if we're in the process of a bath or a blow dry and we see little friends, we have to stop service, Yeah, send the dog home, and then we can't brush it. Mm-hmm. It's wet, it's gonna go home and roll in something, and then it's just gonna become a mat, unless you know there are parents who are very diligent with yeah. their brushing, um, but then the dog's gonna come back three, four, five weeks later, and it's They'll gonna have to be mass. shaved. Yeah. Yep. And we don't want to do that because we like giving fun haircuts. But those kinds of things don't give us much of wiggle room, unfortunately.
0: Is there any other kind of health concerns that you see other than that one that's kind of a... Yeah. Yeah. Quite a few, yeah.
2: As many health conditions as there are dogs. Yeah. Wow. Right? Okay. Hip dysplasia,
1: gum, teeth issues, heart murmurs, heart murmurs anal do gland you like issues. Do teeth
0: stuff as well? Or? No. Okay. Um, That's
1: done by a vet. And oh, okay. teeth yeah. brushing, we find, is mostly a placebo unless you're doing it at home as yeah. well. Just like human teeth. You wouldn't brush them once every three months. That's true. It's yes. not going to do anything. So we don't like charging people for something we so. know that Isn't gonna work. Yeah.
0: Okay, fair enough. That's I know what you're talking mm-hmm.
1: about that. 100%. So,
0: is there anything that? Um, well, I guess how do you? So, other than the lice one, which you've already talked about, <laughs> yes. how you handle it? <laughs> what are some other ways you like will handle a grooming session if you do notice a, a health condition with one of the dogs?
2: There's. Uh There's lots of different ways to answer that question. As many ways as there are conditions. (laughs) I know, I guess, yeah. If, say, for example, just to pick an example, okay? Say we have a dog with a heart murmur. Okay. Okay. Um, How severe is the heart murmur? Again, we're going to be communicating with the owner, um, to find out exactly what we are looking at Mm -hmm. here. The more information we have as professionals, the more educated a choice we're going to be able to make for the dog that's on our table. Yeah. Right. So my first step as a groomer is going to be to get as much information as I can get about that condition, how it's managed and how well it's managed. Okay. Um, it's also my responsibility as a professional to stay up to date On as much as I can about the animal that's in my care. So I'm going to be watching for things that I would associate with that particular health condition, right? So in the case of a heart murmur, I'm going to be watching for um, blue gums. I'm going to be watching for labored breathing. I'm going to be watching for lethargy. I'm going to be watching for all of those things that come along with the dog's heart not working as well as I think it should. Because I know the dog's under stress, right? As we talked about, it's not their favorite place. Lots of the time. So it's my job to monitor that dog, knowing that this particular part of this dog is malfunctioning. It's my job to watch the things associated with that particular part of the dog to ensure that if I notice the dog struggling if I'm concerned, if I notice our gums are going a little pale, our tongue is going a little purple, right? Yep. We're not quite as responsive as what we should be. I'm going to stop, mm-hmm. okay? And I'm going to call their parent, and yep. I'm going to be like, hey, today might not be Fluffy's day, Yeah. right? <laughs> Here's where we're at. This is what's going on. Well, it's like you said, right? it's
0: putting the the safety of everyone, the dog always, included first. Always,
2: so, Yeah health before vanity every single time. Right. That dog could be covered in shampoo and still disgusting. And if it was struggling, it would go
0: home. Of course. Yeah. Right.
2: Or straight to the vet. Yeah. If I'm that concerned, I'm going to call them and say, meet me at your vet. Yeah. Right. Like this, we're going now. Um, Because the last thing I want is for a dog to have severe complications um, on my watch because I wasn't diligent, yeah. right? So, if the dog, for example, had an ear infection, well, I'm going to do everything that I can to make sure that I'm not introducing any more possibility of infection. Okay, yeah. I'm going to put cotton balls in those yeah. ears, right? I'm going to make sure that I'm not getting any water in them when I'm bathing them. I'm going to be super gentle brushing around them because that little guy's probably pretty tender, yeah. right? So, it's absolutely going to affect how I go about my groom yeah. and we have zillions of different tools yes. mm-hmm. um, and techniques and tips and little things as professionals that we can do to make those health conditions, to make those concerns less impactful on the dog and less of a concern.
0: So I guess, and I know you've talked about it as well. So we know how important communicating is. Mm-hmm. Um, and this it. is,
1: that's a big one. So yeah. like,
0: how do you, what is, is there anything you want to add to that? Or is there anything, I guess, in the sense of uh, things that people should be communicating that they're not other than aggressiveness or the health conditions health for condition? sure. And is that um, something people don't, because they, yeah, just, they think don't think just think they're just the to.
2: Bath. They don't think yeah. to, right? Okay. So we'll get a pup in. Um, and we'll get them into the bathtub and we'll get them on the grooming tether. Right. To keep them from jumping out of the tub. Um, and they'll start to cough and we'll be very concerned because that's a sign of a heart condition. Right. So we will pick up the phone and we will call mom and we will be like, mom, we're really worried about fluffy. You need to come and grab fluffy. Well, no, they always do that. They have a collapsed trachea. It's not their heart. Oh, Well, I'll restrain them around the chest then, which I would have done in the first place if I had known, Mm -hmm. um, and I won't worry about it being a heart condition, right? So- So you just like smile and
0: nod and be like, wow, why didn't you tell me? Always,
2: (laughs) always overshare rather than undershare, okay? Your groomer, if they're interrupting you while you're talking to them about your dog's specific needs, is probably not the right groomer. Okay. Right? A real professional is going to want all of this information to make the best decision that they can for the dog that they're in charge of taking care of.
0: Is it would you kind of consider it as a groomer similar to a vet when you go to the vet's office and they ask How's everything been? Is there any problems Absolutely. You be like, and that's Absolutely. what I'm thinking yep. is like you yep. need to treat your groomer like the vet. Fluffy,
2: fluffy had a limp two weeks ago, yeah. but he's been fine for two days. Good to know. I'll keep and an then eye we out. get them yeah. back and they slip in the tub and that little bit of a limp comes back. Yeah, and we panic.
0: Because you didn't know that because we didn't know that happened. they've had a
2: soft tissue injury oh, okay. or something, right? So definitely yeah. tell us every that's little thing. And everyone yep. should
0: listen. Everyone should listen. Because yeah, these are things as a as a normal pet parent. Again, we don't go to groomers, but like you said, most people are like us in the sense of people
2: are afraid. I think to overshare, right? Well, because they want to be turned
0: away. That's what you said. And they
2: don't want to disrupt your time. They don't want to get in the way of you doing your job, right? But communicating this information with us is not getting in the way of yeah. us doing our job. It is giving us the tools to be better at doing our job yep. for your dog.
1: Well, and definitely letting us know when you're booking the appointment too, because then we can ensure we have more you're time. You're with the right person. And, and, that, and the right person yeah, too, yeah. And mm-hmm. like there are some groomers that won't take certain health challenges. Like I'll take a grade four heart murmur and work with it, but I know lots of groomers that wouldn't because yeah. the risk is high. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Jesse works a pa- worked, unfortunately, a paralyzed dog. Different risks entirely, yep. different time frames. Yep. So yes, on a normal day, I could get my little Cavalier done in an hour, hour and 10, whatever. Yep. But if it has a heart murmur, book me two hours. Yeah, Because yep. I want to make sure if I need to stop, I have time yep. to stop and cuddle this and you little dog for a few.
2: And, yeah,
0: but yeah. Yeah.
2: if the dryer stresses them out, we can keep it on the low setting. Yeah. And yep. we still have enough time Yet. to blow dry the dog, right? It's, it's important that yeah. it's booked correctly. Yeah.
0: That's yeah. just, there's so much, so much <laughs> that goes on behind the <laughs> scenes. <laughs> but that's good. That's why we, people need to know these things. So how, how can, so in your opinion, how can the relationship between like you guys and, and, uh, or a groomer and the dog kind of help the overall well being of, of a dog in like the future? So
2: you want to tell Kona's story?
0: Kona. Yeah. If you got a specific <gasps> oh, story, then sure we can do. go with a specific story. Yeah, yeah. sure do.
1: Is that Leonberger? Mm-hmm. Um, So actually Jesse has a request dog. It's a Leon burger. Um, Sweetest dog been going to Jess for, I don't know, two or three years by that point. Um, And we were blow drying her one day. I was bored. So I was helping out good dog. So why not play with her? And there were red spots all over her body and like bruise, dark red spots. So I called Jess over and I'm like, I think you need to call Kona's mom. And so Jess goes and talks and send the dog home basically as soon as she was dry because you can't leave those guys damp or they get hot spots okay. which mm-hmm. is another very common ailment. Um and then turns out it was a... She had an autoimmune
2: yeah. disorder. She was actually internally bleeding. Yeah. Um, so the reason that we were concerned when we saw that red spotting is, again, this continuing education yeah. I was talking about. I had happened to see that that kind of internal bleeding can manifest in those like bruise-like spots okay. um, and can often be a sign of an autoimmune condition. And so I was concerned... We called her to come and pick up her dog. I said, I've seen this. I'm not a vet. I can't diagnose it. I'm worried. She took the dog directly to the vet, and she had been internally bleeding. They were able to put her on steroids. They were able to manage her condition, Mm -hmm. and that... Interference because a Leon burger has four inches of fur. Her mom is never going to get through that to see her Mm -hmm. skin. If we had not been thorough in our checking of that dog's entire epidermis as we're doing our service, something like that could have been missed and she could have died undiagnosed. Wow. Um, So you can actually build that relationship. Get that correct communication and save your animal's life through finding a condition before it becomes a life threatening emergency. Things like cancers, things like cysts, things like we see every Inch yes, of that yeah, dog.
0: You do, yeah, that yes, makes sense. Yes, we do.
2: Every time we blow dry, the blow dryer spreads the hair and we see right down to the skin, yeah. right? We found fungal infections we've been able to find. There's lots wow. of things that we've been able to help the people know we're there
1: so that they could be addressed at the vet and get the correct treatment. Uh, another common one we find a lot because most dogs have hairy feet is foxtails mm-hmm. embedded in yes, between exactly the Especially rows.
0: in this city. Yeah, that's yeah, a big one. Um,
1: and like the amount of dogs I've had to tell the pet parent, like, I'll finish because it's not like life or death, but I'm cleaning it. You need to take him to the vet because mm-hmm. it's infected. Yeah. Well, we didn't know he wasn't pestering, but he was licking at it. And that's like, most people don't think about that because lots of dogs will sit there and lick themselves in a spot that they like, but we get to see all of that and we can build up our trust with our pet parent as well. Because then if we find something like that, they're always going to come to us to be like, well, he's been scratching. Can you do a, like an itch shampoo or something? And then we can kind of build on their personalized spa experience. We're
2: also in a very unique position in that we see them often enough, but not too often mm-hmm, to true. notice changes, yeah. right? So if a dog has a little growth, right, and the first time we see it, it's a pee, right? And then the next time they come in, it's like a slightly bigger pee. Yeah. Their people at home might not have noticed that change because Jigglyt- it's been gradual. Every day, Yeah. Right? Jigglyt- But me, who has not seen that dog in six weeks, and it's an eighth of an inch bigger, I can be like, hey, were you aware that this is growing? Right. So we can also kind of help to keep our eye on chronic conditions um, in a useful fashion because we're not desensitized by seeing it every day. Right? That's true. But it also hasn't been like if you go to the vet, it also hasn't been six months or a year since yeah. the last time that I've well, seen Well, like you, you
0: know. said, yeah, you see them more often than a vet. Yeah. Hopefully. yeah not yeah. too often, yeah, but, but often enough. But more, yeah. Okay.
2: Yeah. That's, we're in kind of a sweet spot. Yeah. For being, uh,
1: a teammate,
0: a yes. helper yep.
1: in managing chronic conditions like skin conditions. The amount mm-hmm. of dogs we have that come in with chronic skin conditions, and the owners rely on us to let them know if it's getting better, if it's getting worse, if it's spreading, mm-hmm. because we see it where the vet. The only way they're going to see it is if they shave the dog.
0: Oh yeah, that's true. Well yeah, like you said, with the mm-hmm. the hair dryer, 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 absolutely. Or yeah, that's yeah. Wow, yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot that goes on, and that's yeah. That's why you got to find a trustworthy. Groomers
2: are absolutely skilled individuals. It is not uh, a grunt job. It is not uh, an unskilled labor job. It is a job for passionate, dedicated people.
0: And it
1: takes... Thousands, hundreds of thousands right. of Living hours. Is to is eat way the...
0: harder than being a trainer. That's for sure. No, so no, d- different,
1: different. Okay. Trainers, trainers
0: have true.
2: to train the people. Yeah, well, so that's true. We train so that's the a dogs. thing. Yeah, that's
0: very true. And yeah, yeah, similar things. It's like a trainer will see a dog kind of often, and they'll notice things. Yes, mm-hmm. but not the type, same types of things that you guys. Different notice. focus. Yeah. 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 So. That's fascinating. Um, so is there anything else you kind of want to add or say or talk about before we wrap up? This is all the things I had to ask. Is there anything you think people should know that we didn't discuss um, about grooming? or Be aware
2: of the grooming needs of the dog that you're going to purchase if you're in the market for a dog. Okay. So if you like a big, fluffy teddy bear looking dog and you get yourself a doodle and you're expecting that dog to stay in a big fluffy teddy bear cut. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> Kudos. Understand the amount of labor and time and effort and money that is going to have to go into keeping it that way so that you don't disappoint yourself. Okay. And let down the dog in your care. Right. Um, if you're not the type that's going to be able to, to brush your dog for a half hour to to an hour every week, don't keep your doodle in a long coat. It won't stay, right? If you are a wash and wear kind of a human and you're just not, I'm not, I'm not going to spend their time after work sitting at home brushing my dog. Yeah. I'm not. So I have two no haircut dogs and one dog that I keep in a manageable haircut. Yeah. Short enough that it doesn't tangle, right? And that's matching the dog appropriate grooming needs to the dog that's coming into your family. If you don't have the budget to get your doodle a haircut every six to eight weeks, yeah. don't opt for a doodle.
0: I guess right? that's true. Those are things. Well, and that's with everything. Or, or about learn dogs. to do it yourself. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's with everything with, with people and dogs. It's, it's a, uh, they don't really know. They're just like, Oh, I saw this one looks cute. And they don't realize. Be yeah, aware. What?
2: Just be aware. Yeah. Right. Different dogs have different needs. Like you said, behaviorally energy yeah. level wise grooming wise yeah. as well so have it be a determining factor in the type of dog that yeah. you choose
0: to bring yeah, into brushing, your home. Brushing is a lot of work we, we do it a lot so yes yeah. you know, we neglected work. it for a little bit and she had so many knots and we had to just cut them out and it was <laughs> yeah, it was terrible but so learned our lesson but uh, yeah, yeah, that's a very valuable point. Now you've learned point. what a good brushing yes. can do. So that's a valid point. Anything that you want to add Amanda? Um,
1: Pseudo personal opinion Okay, ish. that's um, fine. And this is just because I own um, a herding livestock guardian breed. Please introduce your farm dogs to grooming if you plan on getting them groomed and do it early. Okay. Um, we do, I do do a lot of them. I, we see a lot of them and they're just terrified because they never leave. Yeah, they people never, don't
0: think, uh, so as a farm dog, I don't need yeah, to groom them yeah. and when they want to one day.
1: But, but, or have to, yeah, or have to, because just if. like a vet, if it's never had been out, been, you know, handled by different people, you don't even have to get them groomed all that often. It's more just about getting them used to the handling yeah because there's more than once where I've had, um, I love Great Pyrenees. They're my soul dog. Um, but there's been quite a few that I've seen that are Terrified. They will pee themselves rather than be touched by other people. And it breaks your heart because you're like, sorry, buddy, you don't have a choice. Yeah. Um, so that's another one. Even if you have a low maintenance or thought to be low maintenance breed, just introduce them for the handling, yeah. if nothing yeah. else. Because there are going to be strangers that have to handle them at some point in their Yeah. It's a good That's a good point. Like, uh, I have a uh, reactive dog at home, Pyrenees mix, and Regardless, she's still comfortable with her vet because I made sure she comes into work once in a while just to, you know, get the experience of being around other dogs in a safe manner. Um, I still try to give her some experiences. So if I have to do those things with her, she's not going to be completely caught off guard. And that's what happens to a lot of these guys. Same with um, rescues bring them in. Even if it's like a short haired little pit bull or a mm-hmm. chihuahua, mm-hmm. bring them in because then we can also assess them for you and yeah. be like, you should be able to do his nails at home. No problem. Yeah. I'll show you how things like that go a long way in helping your dog just become more confident with any husbandry work. Yeah. Um, not just grooming. Yeah. So
0: personal opinion. Yeah, no, I mean, that's, that's, <laughs> I think that's, that uh, should be a overall opinion to be honest. So that makes sense actually. Um, Okay. No, that was awesome. That was all the questions I have. If uh, you both want to actually share where people can find you, especially for the local Calgary people, if you have social medias, that kind of stuff, you can share where Um, they can find you guys.
1: We've got a couple Facebook pages, one for our North and one for our South shop. So they're under Kiana Spa Northwest or Southwest. Um, We also have Instagram pages that are the same as well as a TikTok. Um, as well as my, per- I have a personal grooming Instagram through Kiana, most of us do, as well as my personal Instagram is Fanatic 23 so. And then all of
2: that information is available on our website as well. Yeah. And that's, what is it now? ca. Yes. Yeah, I'll have the so,
0: link to it somewhere yeah. anyway for people to Absolutely. know. Absolutely.
2: There's also... Uh, groomer biographies of all of our groomers that are in shop and kind of uh, a snapshot, as we were saying about putting your pup with the right person, Mm -hmm. kind of a snapshot about who they are and their passions and what they believe in and, and, uh, the, the pups that they work the best with. Right. Um, we Kana spa itself. I started, I was the first groomer. Five years ago, we've only been around for five years. It's astounding to me that we have two shops. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But the idea, the the heart behind this place was that this is a shop that every person can bring every dog to Mm -hmm. and find a good match. Um, So we have groomers that are... uh, exceptionally gentle we have groomers like amanda that do an amazing professional show worthy tidy yeah right we have groomers that specialize in making everything cute and adorable yeah. and then we have people like me um who will take all comers yeah. i will find a way to do it together yeah. with me and the owner we will figure it out
0: and then do you guys travel between the two if you have people that say live in the north and they only want to go to that one, but they want that groomer or no, if they want we, that groomer, we do, they got to go.
1: We have split up the shops okay. officially. Yes. So okay. once the North shop opened, like myself, um, and then two other groomers are in the North shop okay. full time. And then the South shop has a bunch of groomers that are dedicated full time. Jesse is the only one that kind of splits in between yes. just because of the reactivity yeah, yeah. work mm-hmm. as well as being the general manager. They kind of need yeah, okay. to be no, in both places guess at guess once. People <laughs> Yeah, no, yeah. I will say that if if uh, if
2: anybody out there thinks that I'm the right fit for their pub, yeah. <laughs> um, my appointments at the South shop are pretty much gone so it would have to be, uh, aggression or reactivity referrals yeah. would go, okay. uh, up north, up north.
1: Okay. Yeah. Good to you know. People. Which is awesome. nice too, cause it's a bit quieter still. So it, yes. it's, it's really nice it's not for as many those nervous.
0: No, that's awesome. Okay. Thanks. Uh, thanks for coming on the show today. That was, well, thanks that for was having great. us. Yeah. It was a
1: lot of fun. Yeah. And, uh,
0: that's it for this episode. Hopefully you learned something from our guest today. If you did, that would, please let us know in the comments below. Make sure you like the video if you're watching on YouTube, subscribe if you haven't. If you're listening to this on the audio platforms, we would love it if you gave us a follow and rated the podcast as well. That would really help us out. We also have a new ebook uh, that you can get for free. It's based on dog enrichment and dog enrichment activities. So you can find the links for that below as well. Make sure you go and check it out, download it. Again, it's free, but that's it for today. Thanks for watching and we'll see you in the next one. Bye for now.